Hi, everyone, and welcome to the debut episode of Arathraj Talks. I'm Rania Khan. I'm Zinia Mehdi. And we'll be your hosts for this episode. If you don't know already, Arathraj Talks is our podcast series where we sit down and converse with accomplished women to talk about their personal journeys as well as their perspective on feminism in Pakistan. Uh, we're very honored to be here with our first guest, Amber Rahim Shamsi. Hello. Hi. Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so before we jump into the hard-hitting questions, we just want to ask you, Ms. Shamsi, to give us a bit of background as to why you wanted to get into journalism and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so um, when I was doing my bachelor's, um, there's a teacher of mine, she was my English teacher, and we were discussing summer plans and what I'd like to do with my life, and I was sort of divided between writing and, and art and whether I want to go to NCA, for instance, or just you know, become a writer, and how do I become a writer? And she suggested that I do an internship at a newspaper, uh, which was uh, the magazine section of the news, which still exists, and the magazine section still exists. It's called the News on Sunday. So she said, why don't you work there? And uh, I mean, that internship was like an eye-opener because I felt, um, you know, I felt like I belonged to this bunch of misfits um, from all walks of life, really open conversations about everything, art, literature, music, poetry, politics, history, and just really enjoyed the freedom I got to write, think, I got bylines, and, and I just decided then and there, I'm, gonna, I'm going to be a journalist. So that really was the beginning and um, didn't look back since. Okay, so... While we're on the topic of you wanting to raise your voice, um, do you believe there is a wide dichotomy between a vocal opinionated woman and a vocal opinionated man? And just talk to us a little about that. <laughs> I think society in, in particularly countries like Pakistan, they, they believe and it's, that's the way girls and women are raised, aren't they? Where uh, you listen, you don't express yourself, that you don't have too much of an opinion. Um, and, uh, and that sort of carries on to every profession. So, yes, and I've faced that problem, whether it was when I started at meetings, um, when I went out and asked questions, when I did a television interview, when I expressed my opinion on social media, there's always this backlash because there's this expectation that women will listen. Women won't be tough or ask tough questions or, um, you know, just um, so, yes, there's definitely there's a definite, uh, you know, bias there. Um, All right, so now we're going to be jumping into the questions. So firstly, as a vocal feminist yourself, what do you think are the misconceptions surrounding the label and the movement? Why do you think so many women here are apprehensive towards calling themselves feminists? Well, fundamentally, I think there's just because um, feminism isn't understood. It's considered to be sort of this Western import. Um, and uh, there's this stereotype or this perception uh, or this, um, this, this, this image creation of feminists as, as hating women or they feel like they're superior uh, or, or um, and I think it, particularly in Pakistan, that it is, goes against um, Islamic values, uh, that there is such a lot of resistance where I find so many celebrities who have a tremendous voice or influencers who say very proudly, I'm not a feminist. 
But that's not true. If you believe that women um, need to have a choice, if you believe that uh, the rights that are granted to us under the Constitution um, in Islam, uh, or generally just the, the kind of um, uh, cultural impediments that women face, um, social and cultural impediments that women face when they try to sort of move uh, in public spaces of all kinds, you're definitely a feminist, honey. I mean, even if you don't think you are, you are. Um, so while we're on the topic of the misunderstanding around the feminist movement, as someone that was on news media yourself, um, do you have any sort of insight to provide as to why there was such a level of like bad news coverage in terms of the Arth March protests that happened? Mm-hmm. I think the the Oryx March protests, which really sort of um, began f- from 2018, um, have, you know, it's a very loose collection of women's groups and activists and uh, women from all professions of life uh, and across sociocultural sort of socioeconomic um, um, walks of life as well, who participated in what's really, you know, it's the International Working Women's Day, nothing extraordinary, it's a march, we've known that forever. But but since 2018, it's been much more organized, it's been bigger. And I think it gave a lot of younger women, and I say this very specifically because I think it's very interesting, uh, space to express themselves um, in ways which they didn't think possible in Pakistan. And, and I've been participating or covering these marches since 2018. And the thing that I noticed was that a lot of these young women that I spoke to who hold these placards and these posters that then become controversial, and I'll speak about that, uh, they feel like they have a space, safe space to express themselves in, in, for, for, you know, and express whatever grievances that they have. And that's where the backlash has begun, where um, the media, as it is, is obviously has a very shallow take on it. It's, it's dominated by a lot of aggressive people who do not understand what feminism or the slogan means or, what, or the political um, underpinnings of those slogans, for instance. So, for instance, Mera Jisam Neri Marzi, which has obviously become the sort of uh, most controversial one. There's, there's others as well. Um, is misunderstood as uh, women in Pakistan. And again, I want to point out that we do live in a conservative country uh, where uh, it grants uh, women sort of, women want sexual freedoms, whereas that's not the point. Uh, the whole, the idea behind it is we understand, this is my body. I, 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 there's nobody has a right to tell me what to wear, um, how many children I should have, or throw acid at me. So there's, you know, there's, it covers multiple, the spectrum of violence against women and choices that women need to make. Uh, again, because of perhaps, uh, I think the Aurat March has scared a lot of these conservative elements because they see women taking control, they see women wanting autonomy, they see women wanting agency. Uh, and uh, like I said, because the media is so dominated by these this regressive mindset, I mean, I experienced it, I have experienced it consistently uh, while I was a journalist as well. The, and it's, the newsrooms are dominated by men, the editors, the leadership positions, again, men, and a lot of women who I call double agents also buy into it as well. So, so they um, actively um, talk against the march. And the irony is that they, it's not like as if they organize marches on their own. When the gang rape happened um, uh, just last year, if you remember, uh, it was talked a lot about in the media, who organized uh, protests it was actually organizers, you know, related to the Orth March itself. So um, that backlash has intensified to the extent that now that you have uh, extreme right-wing groups threatening blasphemy cases and uh, the banned 
militant Tehreek-e Taliban Pakistan has also issued a statement against uh, the RS march as well. So it just goes to show you just asking for your rights, raising your voice and being in a public space can have such dangerous consequences for women in Pakistan and and that's the problem and that's a problem that RS march tries to highlight. So since you already uh, shed light on the fact that journalism is a male dominated profession mm-hmm. uh, do you think that has changed over time or do you expect it to change Okay so um I have to say I started journalism about 20 years ago and um along the way I mean I had some I encountered some amazing really intelligent capable journalists women journalists who were editors or reporters um and there were still and still are very few of us um those numbers have increased and i think primarily electronic media has been responsible for that increase in women you still don't see so many women in print for instance so it has improved uh there's still i mean a long way to go it's been very very slow so in terms of just numbers uh, i'll have you know that about and and this is um documented by um various journalist unions that uh, i think registered women journalists are just about 10 to 12% of registered male journalists so a lot of women might freelance or write or or be in uh, more editorial positions they may not register themselves i mean there's multiple reasons but it's still far too low and and i can think of only one bureau chief at the moment um uh, female bureau chief in peshawar difficult place that she managed it uh only a couple of editors really so it's it's still i feel like now what we need to do is is not just increase the numbers at the at the sort of bottom level but also at the top so while we're on the topic of progress mm-hmm. uh, how do you think we can make journalism here better for women and we also recently saw that you joined the coalition for women in journalism so maybe you mm-hmm. can talk a little about that Yes so the coalition for women in journalism is an international um non-governmental organization and it um it's dedicated to the issues that uh, women in journalism face across the world so they have networks in Mexico for instance in Latin America uh and Turkey um uh, and a lot of other places including Pakistan and the idea really is that because uh, only women are able to understand the fa- problems that women face uh we support each other we document uh, abuse uh we document um i mean i'm 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 just a member i don't do it myself but you know we 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 um highlight these issues we document as reports uh and opportunities that you know women journalists could get there's arrest detentions i mean across the board uh so this the the, the pakistan chapter of it is actually has been fantastic at also documenting the online harassment abuse that women journalists face because that's another dimension so women going out in public spaces and you saw what happened all of march i mean women journalists have been facing that when they went out reporting in in the field as well and that's now transferred to online um spaces as well uh in some cases um has had um negative consequences on their career um has had negative consequences in terms of the family and how they react self censorship so uh the coalition and the pakistan chapter is has basically really taken a lead in documenting uh taking these issues up and and supporting us along with other uh international uh, issues you know uh, women sorry let me just rephrase that other um issues that women journalists face internationally and and i can tell you that online harassment has become actually a a, a huge issue that's being looked at studied 
uh, analyze in terms of how to sort of push back against it and, and control it because it really is ultimately it's not just about women it's an uh, it's a, a problem of freedom, freedom of expression all right okay. that's been very insightful so just to conclude this talk uh we'd like to ask you for any advice to any aspiring female journalists on navigating through the journalism world both here and abroad I mean, my biggest advice would be, um, since it's been twenty years, is really just persist. Um, have courage. Persist. Uh, form networks. Um, find mentors because there are plenty, and there are plenty of networks available as well. Um, and when you do that, when you persist and and do all of these things, I mean, there's no stopping you really. Uh, and I think it's just. Um, I feel like even in Pakistan, despite all the challenges that we face, not just in terms of being women, but also in terms of censorship and and freedom of expression issues, um, you know, a woman's voice and a woman's perspective is so valuable. It's so needed um, that that really these should not be barriers. Uh, and there's lots of support available. So just to conclude, um, who is a female journalist that inspires you on a daily basis to continue and to continue pushing forward? Oh, that's a long list, Anya. I, I honestly, there's um, I've encountered so many, you know, inspiring women journalists. Um, my first editor was a woman, Bina Severn. She's the reason that I continued as a journalist. I'm still in touch with her. She's settled abroad in the U.S. I met her a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, I was lucky enough to meet Lise Doucette, who I always admired, you know. Um, before I joined the BBC and um, I was uh, I was um, interning well I was working I was on attachment in London and uh, she was uh, doing the lead story for their flagship television program and you know that's the thing about women like that where she took me out to lunch for a mentoring session so um, there are always mentors available there's um, in Pakistan for political journalism I look to people like Asma Shirazi and um, Nasim Zera, um, they were sort of pioneers when women weren't seen as doing current affairs news shows. Um, then there's amazing investigative journalists, both young and old. Nazia Said Ali writes for Dawn. Um, she's written a lot of stories on, on real estate mafias and, and police encounters. Um, Mahim Meher is, is a sub-editor whose work I've really admired. Um, Again, just the list is really long. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop here. I mean, I've, I looked at from the Philippines, for instance, Maria Ressa who started her own digital platform is detained by the Philippine government. Um, so these women sort of give people like me who perhaps have not reached their level, just the inspiration to persist and, and to have courage and to know that when you know that you're on the right side of history, um, you know, things work out. That's so incredibly power empowering to hear. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Mishapsi. Thank you. Okay, Zina, you can...